BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Special swap cast, I guess is what we'd call it. This is, let's just call it the Let's Get Freaky Uncomfortable podcast. Tonight, we are amongst friends. I've got Tommy Cullum from the Let's Get Freaky podcast over there in the UK. It's getting to be the wee hours of the morning for him. Uh, But we're doing this because uh, we were reached out to and somewhat of an urgent fashion by a previous guest of both of our shows, Miss JJ Rose 777. She's got a spiritual public address, a PSA. We've also brought onto the show a longtime friend of Uncomfortable and a new friend of the Let's Get Freaky podcast, Miss Emily Holquin. She was uh, featured in Uncomfortable Episodes 20 and 33. First one was Third Time's a Charm. Second one was The Holquin Files. JJ was on Uncomfortable Episode 84, where we dealt with spiritual fortification. Tommy was on Uncomfortable on Episode 96 with Tommy's Tales, which was a great episode. And uh, oddly enough, very recently, Emily's mother was on episode 97, which was entitled The Corpse of the Medicine Man and the Mimic. So what we're doing tonight is basically a public service announcement to a spiritual community. So if those things are of interest to you, then this is probably going to be worth listening to. 
I am going to kick it over to my co-host for the evening, Tom Cullum, over there in the UK. Hey. Have a few words, <laughs> and then we'll get into it. I am very excited for this, guys. Very excited. So JJ reached out to me yesterday and said about doing coming on the show because there's an important message. And I was like, yep, let's do it. Let's do it now. <laughs> so I'm very excited for this, guys. So uh, just let's let's touch base here with uh, it is 9.37 p.m. Eastern time on the 6th of January. And our goal is to not have to do anything to this episode as far as editing. And we are going to release this tomorrow on the 7th. I awesome. guess I guess we just uh, turn this over to JJ and find out why you have summoned us all here into your presence. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. <laughs> um, all joking aside, the reason why I reached out, which is way above my comfort zone to do in the first place, um, for the past two and a half weeks, I have been inundated with both people like myself, light workers who are very seasoned and experienced, as well as just everyday people who are kind of just waking up, um, dealing with attachments, dealing with nightmares, night tears, and spiritual attacks. Um, yesterday, basically it all kind of came to a head and I got a very serious spiritual download. Um, it completely stopped me from what I was doing. I literally stopped mid stride and just froze uh, while it came through and all the information and all the puzzle pieces came together. And basically I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to record, you know, on JJ Rose 777 YouTube fine and my phone which was across the room no one was touching it it was off literally turned on by itself and tommy started speaking his <laughs> podcast started playing um which not only weirded me out for a minute because why did that happen that doesn't happen as often as you think to someone like myself um but right there i asked spirit does this mean i need to reach out to tommy and I got a huge resounding yes. Well, that being said, I did reach out to Tommy. It was bedtime for me, very different time for him. And I basically sent him a message, said this happened. You know, would you like to record this? Would you be open to it? I told him how uncomfortable I was even reaching out and asking because it's very unlike me. I'm not really a pushy person. It's not about me. It's about the message and um basically went to sleep woke up in the morning and eric had reached out to me about something that he's been having ongoing which we will get into as well and it was like all the puzzle pieces clicked and i asked would you like to be a part of this he said yeah and emily and i um, do speak on a pretty regular basis and her and i have been in contact during these past two and a half weeks both of us putting the puzzle pieces together as to what's been going on and all day long her and i have just been kind of working on okay they said yes now let's get together what i need to say and finally, I, I just said, you know what? I think it would be better if I had you on with me 
because again, this isn't about me. I don't care if anyone listens to my stuff. I just care about the message getting out and people being wise to what is happening because I am seeing the negative effects of how this is infiltrating people, families, it's affecting children. And I'm hearing it on other podcasts. They're talking about things happening and they don't even realize that this is spiritual attack. They just think it's weird or weird coincidences. And now it's starting to jump and I feel like there's not enough talk about spiritual attack and why it's so important that we understand how it manifests. Um, the biggest part of all of this is that the veil, which normally closes shortly after Halloween, never closed. In fact, it is only getting more and more open. Um, never in my lifetime has this happened. I reached out to someone who is around 80 years old and I asked them because they are like me, they've been open their entire life. And they said, never in their 80 years has this ever happened to them either. And we both know and can feel what's coming down the pike. I don't necessarily have a timeline on that, but people need to be aware of what's happening as well as understand spiritual awakening and not be afraid of it because part of the process when I right before I had this download was this very negative video that I saw about spiritual awakenings and how horrible they are and how awful your life is going to be once they happen um, I did a retort in comments and then a retort video as well on my own um, just saying it doesn't have to be this hard. I don't have a huge audience um, for my YouTube. I'm totally okay with that. The people who need me come find me and I am a-okay with that. This is not about me. But the fact that you two, well, three, Emily, you as well, were willing to basically spend most of your day corresponding with me, giving up your Friday night to make this happen, I know why God brought all of you into my lives. And again, I couldn't be more grateful that all of you are on board to do the work of the light. So I appreciate all of you. You know that I love you all. You know that I always get choked up when I talk about how much I adore all of you, but thank you for crying. being here. Yeah, yeah, here I come. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I really want to delve into all of this and I want to talk about it and I want to make people aware because the only way to fight fear is with knowledge and knowledge is power. So that being said, <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for leaving me out to dry, y'all. <laughs> you actually, you weren't moving on your screen and I was afraid you froze. Um, so, all right, I'll, I'll start off. Um, let me, let me tell you what, what's happened to me very recently. Um, so Monday. Monday evening, I had, it was either Monday or Tuesday, I had a nightmare. And typically, nightmares don't really bother me that bad. Um, this one, this one was a dream that I had had several times before, uh, probably three or four times. Always a little bit different, but pretty much the same dream. Um, I'm back at, at the house where I was when I was married. Um, my ex is there, but we're still exes 
Uh, my kids were there. They were the age that they are now. Um, it was just like having a dream of something that was going on right now. Everybody was out in the backyard, and they were all <coughs> they were all scurrying around. It was like there it was like there was something that was important that was going on. They were looking for something. There was there was a there was a tenseness about their activity back there. I don't know what the hell was going on. I was in the house. I walked out of what used to be our uh, formal dining room into the kitchen. <coughs> Excuse me. And when I got into the kitchen, um, everything was rearranged. The, the refrigerator was not where it was supposed to be, at least like when I lived there. Um, and I looked down at the corner of the floor and there was this, um, it looked like a, a small baby doll would have been wrapped up in like a very dark gray um, blanket or shawl or something, but the legs were hanging out and it was, it looked like a tiny baby doll, tiny human wrapped up there. And I noticed it and I continued to walk a couple of steps and I turned back around and I looked at it and I said, who is that? And I started walking towards it. And when I walked towards it, this thing started to roll along the floor and it was much like a rag doll. The legs were kind of floppy and the arms kind of flopped around as it rolled. It was all black. It was all dark. Uh, but it reminded me of like what a raggedy Ann or Andy doll would look like from back when, you know, like when I was a kid and I followed this thing as it rolled across the floor. And when it got to the corner of the room, it went up the wall in the corner and I, I don't know if I turned on a flashlight on my phone or if I actually had a flashlight, but I got a light on it and the closer I got to it, it continued to roll up the corner of the wall. And as it did, it started to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And about a couple of inches before it got to the ceiling, it kind of just popped into the drywall. There was a couple of flakes of black dusty looking stuff that fell off after it and it was gone. And that nerved me out. And I, when I turned around, I encountered two more of these things, one right after another. And I woke up. It was, I was out of breath. My heart was beating like crazy. If I'd have been wearing my Apple Watch, the alarm for my, uh, my heart rate would have been going off. And it was just, it was not cool. It was not cool at all. I did not like it. I did not like how it made me feel. Um, it was it was very strange. It was it seemed like it was more than what it was. It seemed like it was more than just a bad dream. Then last night is the third time in a week and a half where I have woke up at two thirty four a.m. Eastern time. And beside me, the side table to the bed has a lamp on it. And it has one of those Wi-Fi color-changing bulbs that you can set a program and you can have it turn on at a certain time, shut off at a certain time. 2.34 in the morning, I wake up, the light is on, and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? It happens three times in a week and a half. Now, you know, could the program have gotten corrupt in my phone? The Wi-Fi, something screwed up? 
the time on the timing of it's off. Who knows? I don't know. Um, it was set to go off at six twenty in the morning, which is the same time my alarms go off. I have no idea why it would go off at two thirty four, and three times. Why not every night if it's if it's programmed? If the program got screwed up, why isn't it coming on every night at two thirty four? And it, the whole thing just makes me feel really weird. It's not a it's not a clean feeling when you wake up and a light's on that's not supposed to be on. I'm just, you know, so I sent a text to, to JJ and I'm like, so, you know, what, what's the significance of 234? Um, well, it's kind of funny because at the time this morning when you sent it, which is what started our conversation about having what we're doing right now, um, the time didn't really hit me. It was more, okay, you need help. And you're just another one on my huge list of people who are having night terrors and weird stuff happening at night. Um, But as you're saying it, I'm thinking about it. Think about it, Eric. Last night, it was two. It was going to originally be Tommy and I. Mm -hmm. And then we added you in. There's the three. Oh, for the love of God. And then I added Emily in. (laughs) There's the four. (laughs) Two, three, four. Now, to back up a little bit. Shut so, up. You know what? I love you. You just have to deal with the weird. Right? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this shit. I yeah, didn't. you did, I, boo. This yeah, was, you did. wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. You wanted weird. You got it. <laughs> so uh, to back up a little bit, um, the first day that you had the dream, you had sent me a text because, you know, we're, we're in three hours, different time zones. Mm -hmm. So you had sent me a text about something completely unrelated. And for whatever reason, I had just woken up and I said, God, I just had the weirdest dream. And I basically just texted you this entire download of this awful dream that I had. Mm -hmm. And the main feature of the dream was this evil Chucky doll. And yes, I know the Chucky doll is supposed to be evil anyway, but this was like way more evil than normal evil. And you said, well, that's kind of weird. I just had this dream and you were describing your dream to me with the Raggedy Ann doll. Mm -hmm. And it clicked in my mind. I said, wait a minute. We both just had nightmares that involved redheaded dolls on the same night. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of strange. So I do my normal thing. You know, I, I'm paranormal investigator as well. So I tried to suss out, Hey, have either of us seen anything with Annabelle or Chucky in it? Nope. Nope. Have either of us, you know, been exposed to anything? Have we listened to anything with either of those reference in it in the past couple of days? Nope. Nope. Both of our dreams played on very deep seated fears and both were very evil. Now I don't have normal quote unquote dreams a lot. I mean, I dream, but I'm in different places. Um, Sometimes I'm me, most of the time I'm not. This was an actual nightmare dream. Like I was me, things were happening, same feeling I woke up, very nasty, ugly, gross feeling. Like you want to take a shower, just feeling. Um, And Eric, you've been having the thing where you've been waking up Mm -hmm. at that time and not being able to go back to sleep. Right. Well, I had it a couple of days ago where I woke up not being able to have 
go back to sleep. When I woke up at four in the morning for absolutely no reason whatsoever, I picked up my phone because I thought, well, I'm awake now, might as well check. And I had 14 different requests for help from people that I know personally. Um, Three of them were not able to go back to sleep because they were so terrified of whatever it was in their dreams that were happening. And it was the same feeling you were describing, Eric, waking up, sweaty, just not wanting to go back to sleep, very, very afraid. Some of them knew what the dreams were. Most of them didn't remember. They just know the feeling they were left with. Um, And this kind of caveats over to you, Tommy, with your experiences. I'd like you to share those, please. Well, yeah, so obviously I didn't know about any of this until just earlier on. <laughs> but you sent me a message, JJ, earlier saying about dreams and have any any of my family or myself had any crazy dreams. And I have, in the last couple of weeks, been having some very strange dreams. Um, I used to have really vivid dreams, but for a long time I haven't. I don't really remember my dreams. Um but the last couple of weeks over the Christmas period, I was having strange dreams. And it wasn't so much so some of the dreams I can't even remember. I can just remember, as you said, the feeling when you wake up. Just a dark feeling, horrible feeling. And these dreams at the time feel like, it doesn't feel like a dream. It feels like it's, it's real. Um, it's, it's very strange, very strange feeling. And... Some of the dreams I can remember, and I remember being in the dream, and it's like, it's weird, because when I dream, I know that I'm dreaming, sort of. Like, I, I sort of know I'm dreaming. But with these dreams, it's like they're real, and I don't know I'm dreaming. And I woke up and said to my wife, Lois, I said, I had a dream last night, and it was like, it was real. Like, it felt like it wasn't a dream. It's really strange. I've not had that for a long time. So when you said to me about the dreams earlier, I got goosebumps go all through my body. I was like, wow. (laughs) So very interesting. Yeah. I mean, my husband's been having awful dreams as well to the point where we had to talk about it because, and I had to, you know, replace and recharge our salt under the bed. Um, But if it wasn't me waking up from it, it was him Um, to the point where he would actually get up and, and, you know, go to another room he was so upset he needed to just kind of walk it off for a little bit in the middle of the night well backwards a little bit into the christmas time and emily and i had chatted emily would you be okay sharing your experience and what we worked on (laughs) yeah yeah so normally i don't like kind of fall into random depression bouts at all and there was actually a time like like maybe a week before christmas where i was just really struggling like really hard with that and like jj like when i'm in the moment of it like being like like the the top you know of what i'm feeling jj actually sends me an email and you know spirit tells me jj sent you an email i'm like okay so i checked and she's like hey hon are you okay i felt a ripple just checking in and I was like, this freaking woman, <laughs> like she, she just knows way too much, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, we talked again a couple of days after that and, and she just kind of helped me just clear like the stuff that I had been going through and it helped immensely, but it's like, I just, I did not have the motivation to do it myself. 
at all. Like normally that's something I would be willing to take care of, but it's just this time I just, I couldn't do it. Like it was just so difficult. And I, I felt a little ashamed, you know, asking JJ, but I knew that she wouldn't judge or anything. So never. So it was all good. Yeah. Never. And so I'm going to share with all of you as well as your listeners, um, something very personal because I feel like sometimes people think people like me who I've been awake a long time. I've been like this my whole life. Like, you know, Oh, I've got it covered. It, it never affects me. It does. Okay. <laughs> it does. Um, I am very self-aware. I'm not only self-aware of what's happening, you know, energetically, but also physically, mentally, emotionally, like all those things we've got, you know, the total check-in going on. And it was a couple days before Christmas and it started with negative thoughts. And then it was just this mood that I was in that I couldn't shake. I mean, it was awful. Talk about Grinch of Christmas. I mean, I was like the Grinch on steroids. It was awful. Um, Eric, you and I communicate pretty regularly. And you even said, this isn't like you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you're normally very happy and you know, jovial. I'm a very joyful, happy person and I'm always looking for the good in things. Yeah, there was there and, was a there was a moment where I thought, man, did I say something that, you know, kind of made her draw back or, you know, it, honestly, I was like, you know, my sense of humor at times can be a little uh <laughs> off. No. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know. I, you know, she I mean, normally she's just full of you know, long texts and, and everything like that. And I was getting like two or three word answers from her. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So, yeah, I became very monosyllabic. Um, I, you know, and and again, big words, love big words. I'm a Susquehannaianist. Woo. You like that? (laughs) That means a lover of the use of large words. You learned something today, people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Besides all that, um, so I was really struggling and, you know, yeah, Christmas time is a hard time. Eric, I had shared with you that this seemed to be a weird family trait, um, going back in my lineage, especially on one side in particular, um, everyone seems to have a really hard time with Christmas and there's no direct trauma, you know, involved with it. I mean, with me, Christmas, it's not my most favorite holiday, um, for a multitude of reasons, but I don't normally get like that. Um, I went very, very dark and very grouchy, very moody. Uh, luckily, like I have a wonderful support system. I have people who know me very, very well. They called me out on it as well. They said, this isn't you. You're not normally like this. Um, you know, my mom, who I love dearly, basically told me you need to stop all clearings immediately until you clear yourself. So I actually took three days off and Tommy, I I know I reached out to you because I was listening to the podcast where you were interviewing that gentleman. And I think it was two or three episodes ago. And I had told you that it, it was just the perfect timing that I heard him say, I, I literally was doing a salt shower, trying to get all of this stuff off me and trying to change this mood. And I heard him say, he said, if you're doing the paranormal 24 seven, nonstop for six months straight, eventually it's going to get to you. You have to take a break. And it was like, 
I needed those words at that moment to get it. And then my mom's words are clicking in of like, you need to take a break. You're not doing so well yourself. You can't be there for other people if you're not there for yourself. And everything clicked in that second. And I'm so grateful, Tommy, for that moment that you had on your show. Thank you. Um, Really good guest, by the way. Um, Yeah, that was Jesse. Yeah, really nice. He's fun. (laughs) Yeah, he's awesome. so I listened to all that and, and I, I basically realized just kind of like Emily did when she was at her moment. And when I tuned into her, um, I need help. So I went to battle now. I know Eric, you've heard this from Tim, my paranormal partner about me, but I get very, very angry when the darkness attacks people. I'm protective over other people. Could you imagine how I feel when it comes after me? (laughs) I am little, but I am mighty. So (laughs) I went to war and it took three days. I was clearing myself constantly. I would light blast, rebubble, and within 15 minutes, it would be right back. It manifested in so many different ways. And I want all of your listeners to understand, I go through all the normal stuff. I make sure I've eaten proper food. I've made sure I've slept enough. Am I feeling sick? Is this hormones? Is this emotional? Is is this something bringing up, you know, am I being triggered by something that maybe I'm not even realizing? Like I did all the things to suss out and make sure it wasn't emotional, physical, mental, you know, all the things. It was none of them. And when I'm left with the last thing, it was spiritual. And when I started going to war with it, I had to fight really, really hard. You know, thankfully I have a lot of wonderful people in my life who have my back, who are helping me. But if I went through that personally, me, if I went through that and it took me a day or two to realize it, ding dong, Richie, right? I can only imagine the mass majority of people out there that are having these things happen and manifest in different ways. And they're sneaky. That is their job. Their job is to deceive and to break you down. And they manifest in all sorts of different ways, which we're definitely going to get into. But if that could happen to me, what's happening to the average person out there? And I'll tell that you, was- I'll tell you what's okay. happening. <laughs> I'll tell you. Two nights ago, you know, when I when I first found JJ, my my intent was originally to do an episode about spiritual fortification, and she fit the bill. And I I I continue to feel that I have a strong spiritual fortification. I have a strong spiritual armor. Um, Mm -hmm. Two nights ago, I'm conducting an interview with Oren and Jenny from the Framework UFO Research Group. Good interview. He's got UFO stuff, black men in black type stuff. She has a lot of stories about shadow people and some darker, darker type stuff. So I said, you know, for the sake of the show and keeping continuity, let's stay with the black. So we'll let her go first. This is all pre-starting the recording. I said, we'll let ladies go first and you talk about your um, 
your your shadow people and, and the dark stuff that you had experiences with. And then, Oren, when it's your turn, we'll kick it over to you and you talk about the men in black and, and the stuff that went on there. So we get done probably close to an hour and a half. That's usually typical for my episodes. We get done. I stop recording. I still have them on the screen. As I do with most people, we end up talking another half hour, 45 minutes. I wish that I would have left the recording going, but I didn't. And I see in front of me right now, I have two 24-inch screens on my computer side by side. I'm in a dark studio. Got very little lighting in here, and I see a black shape of a head pop up from behind my right computer screen. At the moment that I see that, she says, oh, what was that flash of light? So on her end, on their screen of their computer, they saw a flash of light in my room. I see a shadow head stick up from behind my computer. And then within 10, 15 seconds, I'm looking at the screen that they're on and I see a shadow come across her while she's sitting on the couch. Wow. And so this, these are the things that are happening to me. This is, this is okay. Two years ago, I probably, if I was experiencing stuff like this, I was not aware of it. I was not paying attention to it. I was not feeling the effects of it. I talked to some people about some dark things and I'm comfortable doing it because I have what I feel is good spiritual fortification. And, and now I've got creepy crawly shit showing up in dreams. That's not normal. I got, I got shadows popping up in my house, in my house. I don't care if I go someplace and investigate a, a haunted cottage and run into stuff but not in my house <laughs> and not in my house, <laughs> you know? So these are the types of things that I'm having an issue with. And, you know, JJ, I, I don't know quite how long ago this was. It was probably early on in our relationship, but I had mentioned in a text message to you that while sitting at work, I saw a, dark hand reach around the edge of a door frame that was just to the side of where my, my, uh, my work table sits, you know? So what the hell's going on, JJ? Why, why is this shit? Is it because, (laughs) is it because of this path that I've chosen to talk to people who have dark shit? And is it jumping off of them and jumping on me and, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'll knock a mother out. <laughs> but if my fist goes right through it, ain't yeah. gonna do me no good. Yeah, and you're I'm gonna be gonna like look, those paranormal guys showing up with guns. I'm just gonna look silly. <laughs> All right. So 
Eric, darling, sweetheart, <laughs> we've had this conversation more than a few times. When I first reached out to you, I asked if you wanted a clearing. And in that, you said you would like your third eye to open a little bit more. And I said, okay, but I am going to do this in the, yeah, I'm shaking my head at you. (laughs) I'm going to do this in the safest manner possible for you, but you're going to wake up, sunshine. There's no, once you put your hand to the plow, you've signed up for the job. And, you know, as you well know, in our first conversation, four hours later, it was like we've known each other for years upon years upon years. Same thing with Emily and Tommy. And it's because we have. Time is not linear to me. So although you guys are like, oh, I just met this lady. um, I'm like, yeah, well, but I have known you for a very long time, which is why you both, you know, you feel that connection with me and other people sometimes do too we sign on for our contracts before we incarnate here that being said eric you have work to do tommy you know as well that you have work to do emily i told you when you and i first started talking you and i had work that we were doing as well and i told you what needed to happen in order for that to occur. And it has, which is why we're sitting here today. I don't show up for no reason. I have people in my life who know about my channel and have listened to your podcast, Eric, three times and they know absolutely nothing. They were like, I've listened to it three times and it's like, I haven't heard a word that's on it. I I don't understand. I have people that know me really, really well who are like, oh, wow. And I send them the link to the YouTube channel and I'll ask them a couple weeks later, hey, did you check it out? What'd you think? And they're like, oh, it's so weird. I completely forgot about that. And it's like, it goes right over their head because they're not meant for the information. And that was how I set up my channel to begin with, that it was going to be for specific people when they're ready who need the information. This is why you guys probably have listeners who have heard my episodes with both of you and probably have no recollection of who I am. And then, you know, they hear Eric reference me every once in a while and they're like, who? (laughs) This girl was on the show. And then all of a sudden months later, it's like it rings a bell and they're ready. And all of a sudden they reach out to me and they're like, it's so weird. I heard your episode, but it was like, it went right over my head. And then all of a sudden, all these months later, when all the things align, all of a sudden I remember you. And, and and that's spirit. That is not me. That's not my ego or anything. It's just how spirit seems to work with me. This is why I stay small. I'm not pushing myself out there. I'm not trying to be, you know, on Joe Rogan or I don't even know. That's why I don't even show my face because it's about the information. It's about getting people to maximize their potential to do what their jobs are to do. And you guys all signed up for this. So Eric, I don't want to hear any more whining. (laughs) (laughs) It's about to get weirder though, brah. <laughs> it's weird though, JJ. When when we first spoke, I, I think I remember saying to you before we even spoke, I felt like I knew you. 
Yeah. And that, that was genuine. Like, I, I really did. It was really strange. Like, before we even spoke, like, it was, I felt like I knew you. Likewise. Um, and that really is spirit in action. And that also is our soul's memory of meeting. You know, we, we've all met each other before on a soul level, even before we came into these bodies and incarnated. For some of us, it's been thousands or millennia before we even incarnated here that we made these contracts to work together and to do the work that we're doing. And that being said, you know, we, we are shedding light on very dark things and dark things don't always like to have the light shine on them. <laughs> That's why you have people like me who are light workers. Um, you know, my work isn't love and light and joy. I mean, yes, I'm a very joyful person and yes, I do have a lot of love and I spread light, but sometimes the light I have to spread it by, you know, raining down fire in order to, to blast things away. Um, what you guys talk about on your podcasts, you guys go down some very dark avenues. That's why it's important for you both to be protected as well as anyone else out there, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube, whatever you guys are doing to have some spiritual fortification within yourselves to make sure that you're not only protecting yourself, but your crew, anyone who is watching, I protect all my videos. I have some audios that are about some really dark stuff. I mean, I straight up talk about evil and how it works and how these things work in the hierarchy. And in doing that, I had to create a place that people could listen to it and get the information, but not have those things get drawn to them. I see a lot of stuff out there right now that people don't realize what they're putting out in the world. I mean, yeah, they're getting likes, they're getting, you know, comments and they're getting engagement and, you know, maybe they're getting contracts. I don't even know how this stuff works, but they're getting all of that. That's great. But when you look at the bigger picture of what are you putting out into the world, you're putting out darkness, you're propagating fear. All you're doing is, playing right into the darkness's hands. That's what it wants. And don't get me wrong. I like scary movies. I like scary stories, obviously. You know, I mean, I'm interested in all that stuff. But I like the ending to be something good. I like there to be that there's a resolve, that people are okay, not all the bad stuff. And that's why I think it's so important that people talk about their own journeys and talk about you know, all of the different people like me in all different phases of, of how this manifests in life, because it can be something super, super small to the super big stuff, you know, where they're doing auditoriums of, of exorcisms or clearings or the, the faith healings and things like that. I mean, it comes in all different forms. That being said, this time that we are in right now is unprecedented. I have never seen the veil not close back up. I know Emily as well is in on this. Also, we had a, a conversation about it today. Um, you know, this morning, Tommy, as I'm waking up and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed 
that I reached out to you the way that I did. And I'm asking you, Hey, can you do a podcast PSA, you know, with me on it? I'm not pushy like that. So, you know, to me, that's very, you shouldn't be embarrassed that you can come on anytime. I, I adore you for that. Thank you so much. But that's, it's not me, right? It's, that's like me inviting myself over for dinner. Like that will never happen. (laughs) I will starve before that happens. (laughs) Right. So, but so I wake up this morning and I'm like, okay, spirit, like, did I do the right thing? And I issue not, I'm not going to swear. My Alexa played the song living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. What's the first line of that song? Oh, wow. (laughs) Tommy used to work on the dock. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And I did as well in London. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. I never even knew that. That's even better. But, you know, and there was a part of me, and, and Eric, you know, I love and I adore you, that was thinking, like, okay, why didn't I reach out to Eric? You know, obviously Tommy's podcast played on my phone for absolutely no reason with no one touching it. And that was spirit sign to reach out to him. Um, And then I was thinking, okay, well maybe, you know, like, was that my own insecurity of not wanting to reach out Eric and overstep my bounds with my friendship with you and say like, Hey, you know, can you record this? Cause again, I'm not a clout chaser. It's not about that. And, and then all of a sudden you just text me out of nowhere. And then, Emily and I were in contact today. And what's really funny is the next song after living on a prayer, um, (laughs) playing, which I'm going to read the lyrics because this is the part that, uh, my Alexa basically went up to like volume 15, which isn't possible by the way, it started screaming these lyrics. We've got to hold on to what we've got. It doesn't matter if we make it or not. We've got each other and that's a lot for love. We'll give it a shot. We're halfway there living on a prayer. Take my hand. We'll make it. I swear. And I thought, okay, that's me trusting in spirit. And, you know, obviously the first line with Tommy made me laugh. I was like, okay, I did the right thing. Did the right thing. I listened. (laughs) So the next song that comes on, which is super weird, because by the way, I don't have a playlist. I don't have any of this stuff. So my Alexa just pulls this out of thin air. It's the song Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. And it starts playing. I'm thinking, okay, I know this song from forever ago, but what? And the lyrics, again, my Alexa starts screaming just this verse. And I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand when everything's made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am. And that felt creepy in one aspect. And then it also like from spirit form of, oh, it's trying to mask itself and hide itself. Right. But then in the other time, you know, about me of it's not about me. This is also part of the reason why I don't show my face because it's not about me, but you guys do know who I am. You know, where my heart lies, you know, that I really want to do the work and, and help people. So it's really funny as I mentioned this to Emily and she tells me that. Yeah, I straight up, like randomly, I'll get kind of just um, like lyrics in my head and I will just sing them like out loud, you know? And and yeah, that was one of them that just randomly came up yesterday, specifically that verse. And I just thought it was really funny when JJ mentioned it because I was like, whoa, like (laughs) there's no way. Cause she, she had told me, 
about the Bon Jovi. And then she's and then then she sends me the lyrics to Iris. And I was like, oh my God, I literally sang that yesterday. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. It was. And you know, another weird thing happened as well, because I mean, obviously, once I decided I was gonna do this and reached out to Tommy the attack started and I've been sending stuff off all day, which is partially why I've been in contact with Emily as well as some other people in order just to help keep me protected as well. Cause obviously dark stuff doesn't want me talking about all this, right. I'm giving up the cliff notes of how to beat it. So I had typed up bullet points for this conversation and I had taken a picture of it and screenshotted it over to Emily and she read it and she saved it to her phone and then she was reading it. And she, she even said, she said, well, there's this one part that like, literally my eyes just kind of glazed over and she goes. And so I stopped for a minute thinking, okay, I don't know what's going on. So she took a moment, kind of recentered, went back to read what I had sent her and it was gone. So then she went into her phone in the gallery to retrieve it. Cause she had saved it mm-hmm. to her phone. It was also gone from her gallery. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to resend it to her, um, which is how her and I were both, you know, a little blown away. Obviously, we know we're on to something when it starts mm-hmm. messing with both of us. Um, and I think I think it weren't saying that at the beginning of this, um, Tommy sent the invite to Emily and she said she didn't mm-hmm. get it. And yeah. all of us, it was fine. But for her, it went into her spam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, and when I went it. to turn on my computer, my computer out of nowhere, I had actually clocked no updates for this entire week. And out of nowhere, I turned my computer on with moments to spare because I always pull up right as the party's starting. Um, and my computer literally says doing updates. So I was almost late into logging into this. Oh, I had to my go- ass. You were late. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, so was I. So. <laughs> but we both had technical issues, which is really weird. I mean, Emily, I know, obviously, you got the invite a little bit later, but mm-hmm. it's just strange. Like, we had all these things trying to stop it. I had, you know, the day from H-E double hockey sticks going on all day long. Things were trying to distract me left and right. And, you know, luckily I'm able to multitask like no one's business, which is awesome. But I mean, I got pretty frazzled. Oh, well, and I also, I mentioned this to you earlier, JJ, that like this whole last week, I don't know what it was. I knew it wasn't from me, but um, I was kind of just like paranoid and like questioning like our friendship and like why we were even involved. And then you start telling me like, oh my gosh, I had this download and we're going to be doing a podcast. And and then you'd like, do you want to join? I'm like, I mean, I guess. And then it all clicked. Like, that's why, like they didn't want me to be here, you know? And I thought that was another key thing that I found just kind of interesting because I was like, I've never felt this way towards her at all. And here I am like questioning, like, does she even like want to be my friend? Like, does she even see me in the way that I see her? Like, what am I doing? I feel so dumb. And, And I was like, you know, that's not me. I recognize that, but it didn't like piece together until earlier today. And that is a form of spiritual attack. 
I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier, Emily, it comes through in forms of paranoia. It comes through in waves of depression. It comes, and these are all unexplained. These are not like, oh, I deal with depression every once in a while, or oh, something sad happened in my life. Why am I sad? Well, because something sad happened in your life, you know, or because you need medication. This is out of nowhere. You're completely fine. This is not normal. For some people, it's been manifesting as almost like ADD, um, where their mind is so jumbled with thoughts. I call them thought tornadoes that they're not able to think clearly, i.e. they're not able to recognize what is going on. And then we have this huge manifestation with all of these nightmares, night terrors, people waking up with these ugly, nasty feelings um, that are lingering with them through the day, like scared to go back to sleep. I have grown people who are so afraid to go to sleep. They're sleeping with lights on and the TV on just to feel comfortable. I mean, these are grown people. These aren't, you know, it's not like a teenager, or even early twenties where, you know, we freak ourselves out at that age all the time. These are like 50, 60, 70 year old people, parents, you know, when, when you're a parent, obviously you, you get a, a little bit of courage extra because you become a protector. And all of a sudden I have parents who are saying, well, I'm not getting the dreams, but my kids are waking up with night terrors. And I had one who said, well, I'm not having it, but my husband keeps waking up screaming in the middle of the night. And then I ask him what's going on. He has no recollection of what's going on. He just falls back to sleep. And I said, well, is that normal? Absolutely not. All of it happening within the past two and a half weeks. That's really strange as well. Sorry, I'll just jump in now. <laughs> no, please jump in, Darren. Please, absolutely. Earlier, you said to me about you said about the dreams and as, as Lois and the kids been having bad dreams. But for the last two three weeks, the kids are normally all right going to bed. They normally stay in their room all night, no problems. But literally, the last two three weeks, they've been waking up during the night, three o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning and they're scared of something. And I'm, I'm saying like, there's nothing to worry about. And they're ending up sleeping in our room on the floor. And so it's very interesting that you said that because that's been literally the last over the Christmas period. Um, I had one friend of mine, her infant son who normally is sleeps through the night, completely fine. She said, he's now waking up every night crying and he clings to her. Um, I don't know how verbal he is. He's pretty young, but he, she's saying this is more than just like, I mean, this is an infant who is clinging to mom, doesn't even want mom to let him go to go back to sleep, you know, and infants are pretty easy, right? Like they, they go back to sleep pretty easy. I do know that I have taken care of my share of infants in the world. I can speak on that, but I know Emily, we were talking also about you know, with you as well and -hmm. things that you were having, even with Mm -hmm. you and your kids. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at this point, if I were to go through my laundry list, just a quick cursory, I'm up to over 128 people at this point who are all experiencing the same thing, all within the same time frame, most of whom rarely dream, let alone have night terrors or nightmares, including 
children and infants. And that's one huge part that I want to talk about because I had heard this on another podcast. They were just kind of talking about these weird experiences they were having. And then they were like, oh, maybe we should do some protection. So then they do some protection. And then all of a sudden, the guy's brother starts having these weird experiences. And the guy's brother has never in his life had anything paranormal or weird happen. But this is one way that the dark moves. So when you become hip to it, right, and you start protecting yourself against it, typically, whether it's in a family or a group of friends, whatever the connection may be, if it gets blocked from one person, it starts moving to the next weakest link in the chain. And this is why I'm bringing up children in the night terrors. Yes, children have night terrors. I'm very well aware. It's very normal, right? It happens occasionally. But when they're having them on a consistent basis, everyone's waking up between one and three in the morning, either not able to go back to bed or has this residual, ugly, gross feeling. I mean, hello. You know, and and I'm not trying to put something together out of nowhere. I have no stake in this. I have people reaching out to me on a consistent basis, telling me something is going on, what's going on. And, you know, for the very open ones like Emily and myself, and, you know, I have a whole bunch of friends and family, luckily, who are pretty open as well. And I mentioned to them, the veil has not closed. All of them get big eyes and say, oh, my God, you're right. It hasn't. And I say, it's getting bigger. And all of them recognize that it is. This is unprecedented. We are in way new water territory. Can, can I ask something? Sorry. So when, when should when should the veil close? When is that? When should it close? Straight after Halloween or? No, uh, usually it stays open for about wide open for three days before, three days after Halloween. It's usually about a seven day period. And then it starts to close back up again um, early November. Christmas time, it, there is a kind of like an open-ish window because it's near the solstice but it's not the veil opening it's more kind of like a door opening for a time period because of the solstice and that's very long and involved and I won't go into all that on this but that being said I have never seen it a not close up but b get bigger it's getting wider And while it's getting wider, more and more things are coming through. And when the veil is more and more open, we are more and more connected to other worlds. This is why some people are saying the dreams that they're having aren't even things on this planet. Like they're, they're weird. And some of the dreams that, you know, and I'm used to that because, you know, I asked will jump all over the place at night that's why i'm exhausted probably in the morning but for me that's normal but for some of these other people it's not what they're saying is i've never dreamt of stuff like this in my life i'm not watching anything like this on tv i'm not exposed to anything like this like where am i even coming up with it and they're all falling into the same categories and that's a wee bit concerning So what do we do? Well, (laughs) there's a couple things um, in how to fight it. So number one, 
salt under your bed, salt under the bed of any of your children. Uh, salt absorbs negativity. So it allows you to actually, while you're in a restful state of sleeping, kind of get rid of all that extra energy and negativity and let it go somewhere. Let it actually drain out of you so that you can recharge. Um, if you are religious or if a religious book, you believe in it, you have faith in it, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's Harry Potter. I know I've said this before. Keep it open in your home, um, especially in the bedroom and or in the living room. If you know, for instance, that you have a portal in your home, every home has a portal. This is nothing new. Okay. But if you know where the portal is in your home, for instance, that's usually the place that that is the most spiritual activity. Um, cats, dogs, animals, children will typically stare at that location a lot. Um, sometimes in wonderment, sometimes in, you know, a little bit of reticence. Um, if that's usually your, your opal. What? If we all have portals in our house. Yeah. Are we better to know, not know where it is? Are we better off knowing where it is? Well, that depends. Are you going to be afraid of it if you know where it's at? Because if you're going to be afraid of it, then you shouldn't know. Well, but, and that's also the thing. Like, not all portals are, like, bad and negative. Like, they can just be there for, like, your loved ones to come in and check on you or, or just whatever. Like, it's not always, it's not like what you see on TV, you know, portals to hell and all of that stuff. Like, that's very, very rare, and it's usually not in the average person's home. Consider a portal a door, right? Anyone can walk in and out. Now, typically in our homes, we put screens or locks on our door. So we are able to dictate who is allowed in or out. Homes that have been blessed, for instance, your portal basically has been blessed so that only friends and family can come through, right? Friendlies. Um, homes that haven't been blessed or people who haven't done any work on themselves or anybody else, that's when you're going to have a situation where the portals can get a wee bit nasty and you start getting fugly stuff coming through. Um, does it matter necessarily where it is? Not really. Some people already know because that's where the majority of the activity kind of stems from. Um, some people it's probably better off not knowing because if you're going to be afraid of it. And again, I'm all about stop being afraid. If you understand this stuff, you can give it you can work with it if you understand it. Knowledge really is power, right? And one of the next thing is, is be mindful that this is happening. Bubble yourself, clear yourself. I have a YouTube instructional video on it. There are plenty of other stuff out there. Whatever floats your boat, whatever floats your goat, go ahead, do it. Did you say um, floats your goat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's a I new have to one make jokes here and there come on it's your goat all right i'm gonna send you the meme it's it's literally a goat jumping over a crevice and it says whatever floats your goat and i i love it and that's why i say that. <laughs> that's all i post on instagram and facebook are memes that's how i'm healing the world one meme at a time <laughs> okay I'm, I'm gonna jump back to should we know or should we not know if there's a portal in our house, because if, if people are experiencing some things, okay, let's take into consideration 
not your average person, not not us, not somebody that is as open to the possibility of this stuff happening. Okay, somebody okay. that's a little bit more closed-minded, somebody that might be hearing a bump in their house or or you know something something's moved. And they notice it, but they're like, oh, one of the kids must have moved it, or it was this, or it was that. You know, the de- the denial and, and, and all that that goes along with it. Okay. If, if there's things that are happening in somebody's house, and you don't, you don't want to know where the portal is, mm-hmm. then how can you protect yourself? If you're not if you're not focused on the source of the issue, you know what I mean. It, it, it's so. Are you talking about someone who has blinders on deliberately? Like well, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody is wearing blinders deliberately. Do you? Oh um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so many times do I run into that? Really? Yeah. I mean, listening to your podcast, Mm -hmm. I doubt it. I doubt that, you know, as many of those people are going to be on your listeners. But yes, out there in the world, absolutely. There are people who will, oh, it's just this, it's just that, you know, until literally, you know, the ghost of Christmas past pops up in the chair next to them drinking a beer type of thing. I mean, yes, I have denial ain't just a river in Egypt. I have seen it. Mm -hmm. It is it is real. Do you like my ancient jokes? <laughs> I'll come by the way for that. <laughs> She'll be here all week. All week. I do weddings and bud mitzvahs. <laughs> I, know, I know quite a lot of people that have had mad experiences, like really scary stuff, but they still don't put it down as paranormal. Your wife, Tommy. Yeah, your wife yeah, does that. Yeah, does I mean, I adore your wife. Your wife is so yeah. fabulous, but she yeah. does that all the time. She's like, oh, I don't think so. And I'm yeah. like, um. But I told you earlier on, she, uh, this was this week, um, she woke up one morning and she came downstairs and she went to me, did you call my name? And I said, no. I'm like, no. And she went, I've just heard my nan say my name really loud and she said she was sort of in and out of sleep but not fully asleep not fully awake sort of thing but she heard her nan's voice really clearly in her ear and i was like wow that's amazing because you always ask you want to speak to your nan and she's like yeah it could be that could be yeah but so 100 percent, yeah lois dear it's happening sweetie (laughs) yeah so yes there there (laughs) absolutely are you know, people who would deny it until you can't deny it anymore, basically. Um, and that's okay. That's their coping mechanism. Everyone has it. But that being said, I'm not saying, you know, sometimes a curtain is just a curtain, right? And this is the logical side of my brain. The paranormal investigator part comes out. You have to rule out all the physical stuff first, which is why I shared my experience. You know, when I was going through this, I made sure, am I eating normal? Am I tired? Am I sick? Am I emotionally triggered by something? Are my vitamins off? You know, like, is it hormonal? Is it the price of tea in China? Is it the moon? All those things. 
this has been going on for two and a half weeks. We're having a full moon tonight, by the way. Full moon tonight. <laughs> Thank you for recording me on the full moon. Um, yeah, but gets better. All day. <laughs> Told you I'll be here all week. <laughs> um, but that being said, we've gone through three different phases of the moon now, you know, major phases of the moon. So this isn't, oh, it's just a full moon thing. This is now happening across the board. Doesn't matter the gender, doesn't matter what you believe in. This is happening to all different religious backgrounds across the map, across the board. I know people all over the entire earth and I'm getting reports in from all of them that this stuff is happening. So, you know, if it was just localized, which I've had where it's localized to one area specifically, okay, we can work with that. We can deal with that. This is everyone. And again, if the veil never closed and it's just getting wider, you know, you have a bigger entry point now. And there was something really interesting. My husband was talking about his breaks and for whatever reason, you know, I'm half in half out of the conversation, but he said, it's like one side is pulling harder than the other. And I immediately snapped my head to the conversation. I said, what did you just say? And he repeated it. One side is pulling harder than the other. And I immediately grabbed my phone and, you know, sent it over to Emily. And she was like, that's it. And Mm -hmm. I said, exactly. We are not in a balanced time right now where light and dark are just both kind of doing their thing. The dark is out doing a blitzkrieg attack right now. It is out in droves and it is fighting and it is winning with a lot of people that I'm hearing, unfortunately, because they keep just propagating the negative stuff. And I don't want to come off as an alarmist. I'm just being a realist. If you're not watching what you're intaking and what you're digesting thought-wise, what you're listening to, what you're watching, what your thoughts are, what your emotions are, and keeping track of all of that, what music you're listening to, that's all going in your subconscious. So then, you know, if all you're listening to is negative, awful, scary, horrible stuff, and then you wonder why you're having nightmares, well, you know, here's here's a thought, right? But this is happening to people even like myself, who I am extremely conscientious of what goes in my subconscious, what I'm listening to, what I'm allowing in. And it's happening to me. It's happening to Emily. I mean, we had to work together on that little thing, you know, that attached itself to you, Emily, and you don't normally mm-hmm. get attachments that easy. No, I don't. And, and I, and the thing is with that, I normally would know, like if something is trying right away and it's just like, even though I kind of suspected maybe something was there, I just wasn't sure. And I was like, I don't know what this is, you know, and, and, and thank you so much for helping with that because I feel loads better now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, anyone would, you know, and there are times when I need to call in reinforcements for myself. I mean, as we're taping this, I told you guys, I have 13 different people helping not only hold energy and space for myself while I'm protecting all of you and your homes and your spaces and your equipment, Eric, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) But 
as well as for me so that I'm not getting pummeled because I've done these before where, I mean, I just take a beating because they don't want me saying the playbook. They don't want me telling people, Hey, check your thoughts. Thoughts are things. They're physical energy bubbles that attach on, whether it's to yourself or other people, depending on what you're thinking about. And that's why I tell people to do salt scrubs and salt showers. It's not just because it's good hygiene and because I love salt so much, I really should buy stock in that industry, by the way, with as much as I'm pushing it, but it's because that helps you to physically clear all of those negative thought bubbles from your day, especially when I have people who are dealing with things that like emotionally, they're just not able to get over. I had this one person who it didn't matter how big or small they were, they always thought that they were fat. And when we finally did some energy work, I said, well, good Lord, no wonder you think you're fat. You've got like 400 pounds of thought bubbles, you know, around your belly. You could be size zero and you're still going to think you're fat just because you need to energetically cleanse that part of your body. Now, that being said, you know, not dwelling in negative thoughts, not dwelling in negative emotions, kick yourself out of them. Basically, what I advise to people is when they start spiraling, do something dramatically different, whether that is you put on the dumbest, happiest song you've ever heard of in your life or you watch Blue's Clues, or I don't know what you want to watch. Like something so dramatically funny, put on a kitty video, you know, the little kittens and little puppies and all the happy little animals, whatever brings you joy. Watch that, have that at the ready, that when those thoughts start, you have a way to actually like kick yourself out of it. Do something that's happy and motivating. Self-care, make sure you're eating on a regular basis, sleeping on a regular basis, moving on a regular basis. A lot of people don't realize sometimes just by being stagnant, sitting all day, you need to get up and take a walk or go run on stairs and get a little physical energy and movement going. And if you're incapable of physical movement, there are other ways that you can cause stimulant, whether it's a massage or a little massage chair or one of those little shiatsu massagers i have one of those they're brilliant it was 25 bucks i really do love that thing by the way (laughs) Willie's laughing at me (laughs) you know other things to do remove the stressors and the energy vampires from your life especially if you're at a weak point if that means you need to block or mute some people for a little bit or tell them you're going on vacation when you're not do it or just mute them if it's on social media where you know people sometimes ish post a lot there are times i've muted people it's not i don't (laughs) want well no they're not i mean like real you know like they just put their whole emotional vomit out there for the world to see and it's like okay we get it you're going through something but do you want to keep posting memes about it or do you want to actually like get help um Because some people do that because they want the attention. They don't really want the help. They just want the attention. I've muted people. Do you think this could be a byproduct of... um, A byproduct of the... The isolation, the self-imposed social distancing, the number of people who had to spend an inordinate amount of time alone 
or um, only with one other person, you know, during during the pandemic? Do you think this is something that is a a result of either one being more open to it because they had more time to spend with less distraction? Or why are you smiling? <laughs> because yes, <laughs> a great number of people had spiritual awakenings in the beginning of the pandemic, simply because the distractions were finally removed. They were always awake, but there was so much noise and always so many distractions and things to do that when it got quiet, they were actually able to hear. I, I witnessed hundreds of those and it was beautiful because these people had always had these gifts. They just, it was never quite enough for them to notice. Social media Part of it is really helpful because yes, we're able to be in contact with people. We're able to meet, you know, communicate with people we probably never would meet in real life. Right. But it also has created this false narrative of selfishness and almost narcissism within people. Like I need the likes, I need the clicks, I need people commenting, I need this. And I mean, that's always been there in life because, you know, let's face it, before social media, it was the the popular kids or this and that, right? But the amount of exterior validation that people now need versus, you know, because I've been around way before the internet, from before, it's just exponentially grown. And that's because we're conditioned that, you know, oh, if you're not popular, if you're not getting enough likes, if you're not getting this many followers or whatever, um, you know, that you're doing something wrong or no one likes you. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. At the end of the day, just because people click on your stuff and like it doesn't mean they like you. It doesn't mean they like what you're doing. Sometimes they're just liking it because they want to see other stuff like that. Sometimes they're just doing it to go with the flow. Um, You know, at the end of the day, if you were to meet those people in real life, would they care about you? Would they have your back? Would they be willing to forfeit their Friday night in order to help you put out good stuff in the world? I don't know. You guys are. You know, not everyone out there is your friend and and that's the unfortunate part of the world that we live in but i think there's so much stress and pressure that we have to you know quote unquote appear like we have friends or this life that you know is not normal normal people are not going on vacation every other week normal people are not putting on a full face of makeup and hair and walking around their house doing chores if you are god bless you okay (laughs) but i'm not um you know and and all of this is rubbing off on our children and then their children so this is now what three generations that we're in since the internet has come about that their lives have completely been immersed in it. When, when did this all start happening? When, when did this, this. Which part I just went on a total rant and tangent there. I'm so sorry. Well, I, know, I know you said that, you know, what's what typically has been known to close 
at after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Is it is it just since then, or has this been going on for for longer? You know, and I guess my other question is, when you say that there's this this thinning of the veil, is this is there is there a a precipice? Is there a is there a specific entrance uh or or is it just a a thinning of of the overall veil i mean are these are these things is everybody coming is all all these entities and and all this nastiness and this negativity is it all coming in through oregon and then just spreading out across the world or you know is it is it just (laughs) oregon well why not portland no (laughs) God, leave Portland alone. You know what I mean? I I (laughs) mean, it's just an overall thinning. Okay, so let me explain what it means when we say the veil is thin to begin with, okay? So when we come to this world, we have a veil put over our eyes. It's why most people who come here forget their spiritual selves, forget their past lives, all that stuff. We're veiled here. What happens is two times during the year, May 1st, which was May Day. A lot of people don't remember the actual significance of what May Day religiously really was or spiritually really was. And Samhain, Halloween time. Two times of the year. Also near the vernal equinox. In which the veil between us and all the spiritual stuff that exists outside of everything right? That we're pretty veiled to imagine like we have the super thick blindfold on our eyes around these two times. It's like a couple layers of the blindfold get taken off. Right? So, you know, with the blindfold, when you get down and there's only like one piece of fabric, you can pretty well see through it. Right? Okay. What's happening now is instead of the blindfold going back on and veiling back up again like it normally does the one last piece of fabric is now being ripped to shreds and it's shortly going to be completely taken off okay and who who is responsible for that god creator universe spirit whatever you want to call it so so our creator is intentionally Mm -hmm. making these things known to us but Correct. at the same time is also allowing it to affect us negatively. People do not grow typically unless there is some adversity, hardship, pain. All of that seems to be what humans need in order to grow. Very, very rarely will you hear of people growing because everything was so happy and they learned from other people. It's typically during times of adversity. That's why on this planet, we have light and dark. We have the good and then we have the bad. We needed an adversary. That's why in the Bible, they'll talk about, you know, the big S word, you know who, who's actually the adversary meaning he puts adversarial things in our path, in our life, because that's how we grow. You can either crack under the pressure or you can become a diamond. Cold does two things under pressure, right? It either cracks and obliterates to dust or it becomes a beautiful diamond. Which one do you want to be? 
I want to be a beautiful diamond. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'd look pretty as a diamond. <laughs> He's so pretty. <laughs> So, go ahead, Tony. What happens if the veil completely goes? And is there any going back from that? Or what, what's the screwed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom, but it is a warning shot because you mentioned earlier, Eric, about people who deniers, right? Mm-hmm. They want to deny until the end. And as I said, they will go to great lengths to keep that truth their own those people aren't going to have any way to deny pretty soon. This is why so many people are spiritually waking up in mass. This is why the pandemic had to happen in order for people to have the distractions removed so that they could wake up. But, you know, before I had this huge spiritual download of all this stuff that's happening and all this crazy weird stuff and all the pieces made sense, You know, I had watched this really awful video about someone being super negative about the spiritual awakening process. And it, I mean, it upset me. Like I went DEFCON too. I was mad. (laughs) And it's because that was the whole reason why I ended up starting my YouTube channel to begin with, because I would see this all over the internet. I would see memes of people, you know, going crazy saying, oh, this is what your spiritual awakening looks like. Who would want to awaken spiritually if you think it's doom and gloom and awfulness? Who is signing up for that? But I'm here to tell you, someone who's been awake my entire life, who has seen their fair share of good and bad, I wouldn't go back for anything. I mean, I don't know any different, but I've seen people who have gone through this process and all of them get to a point where they say there is absolutely no reason I would want to go back to being veiled again. And that being said, we are coming to the time where things have been unleashed. There are a lot of adversarial things out there. There are a lot that are pushing people to go towards the negative because they win that way, right? They're keeping score. Which team do you want to be on? Basically is what it comes down to. You want to be on the team for good or do you want to be on the team for bad? Do you want to promulgate goodness and joyfulness and happiness and development and healing and growth? Or do you want to propagate fear, negativity, bias, divisiveness, you know, I could keep going on with all the yicky, icky words. As someone who's been under spiritual attack, I can tell you it's awful. I wouldn't wish that on anyone, which is why I get so ticked off when I'm helping people who are. But unfortunately, there are people out there who are under spiritual attack and they know it. And they want to stay in that rut. And all they do when they do that is they drag everyone else around them down with them. And the few people in their life who are smart enough to flee will, but that's got to be really ugly and lonely and sad. Yeah. Which which brings someone to mind and that 
that that's a terrible thing. That sucks. It. I have the utmost empathy and compassion. You know, Tommy, when I was on your show, I shared the scariest time ever of my entire life. I can remember it. It was well over 20 years ago to this day. I basically thought about what it would be like to be completely veiled and have no faith and believe in nothing. And spirit basically laughed. It was like, hold my beer and completely muted me. I felt like I had lost an arm and a leg and half my head. And within 30 seconds, I was begging, please give it back, give it back, give it back. And it lasted for about three to five minutes. It kept me there in that space. It felt so cold, so empty, so lonely, so desolate. There are other words that I can't even explain in in the English language of how it felt. And that's why, honestly, I have so much compassion for people who are atheists or even agnostic who are questioning things because to not believe in anything felt so awful that why are, you know, and this is also another issue that I have with organized religion. You don't ram it down someone's throat. People are going to come to it when they come to it. Right. But if you can be an open, kind resource for them when they're ready so that they don't feel like, Oh God, if I ask a question, it's going to get rammed down my throat and I'm I'm not even going to ask. Right. If you can be an open resource for them, even if you don't have all the answers, you can still put your hand out and be like, hey, let me share with you my experience and take it from there. And spirit's going to guide them on their path. I mean, spirit's there for everyone. It's a matter of, are you going to buck against the system and, and keep fighting the tide just to have it your way? Or do you want to actually relax for a minute and take a look at what it is that spirit's actually trying to do with you in your life? Your will against God, creator, universe, spirit's will, I can tell you who's going to win a hundred out of a hundred times and it's not you. Emily, just a moment ago, you looked over at your wall. Yeah. (laughs) Did you hear a thud? No, I saw a flash of light, though, like a really bright, like right here. Because I heard a thud. Oh, <laughs> at the same time that I saw the light? Right when you looked. Did it come from my mic or from your, your end? I heard it in my in my. Oh. Ear. oh. I heard it in my hmm. earphone. Hmm. I heard a thud as well. That's interesting. Because, I, I mean, I didn't hear a thud at all. And, but there was a, a really just bright light, like right here, just white, whitish blue, just, you know, I saw it from the corner of my eye and it like blinded the side of my face. And I looked over and I was just like, what? and it was funny because the whole time I was thinking like, JJ, calm down. I'm getting freaking hot. Like, you need Sorry. to calm down. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But I was in that thought process, like, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm just like sweating. <laughs> and then that happened and I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, I am protecting all of you. Sorry if any of you are warmer than others. <laughs> I was prepared. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. Good. (laughs) In Michigan in the winter. (laughs) Well, in in very northern Indiana. Close enough. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So please chime in. 
guys. It's interesting everybody. that when, when you meet someone that doesn't believe anything, generally, yeah. it's, I don't want to say everyone's unhappy and it's like that, but they normally are quite, they seem unhappy if they don't believe anything. Like, I've met a lot of people like that that don't have any religion, don't believe in anything yeah. spiritual, and they just don't seem like happy people. I'm not saying they're not happy people. There might be people that are happy that don't believe anything, but generally when I've met people that don't and are not spiritual, they don't seem very happy. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's there's like a void, right? I mean, if if you really think about from their perspective what they believe, they believe that we live and then we die and we rot in the ground and our life meant nothing unless we made some lasting impact in the history books. But who cares? Because I'm dead and I'm just rotting in the ground and my life was all for naught. Uh, that's pretty morbid. Yeah. Well, and you have to assume that it brings on some type of like performance anxiety. If all that you're worth is put into what you do in this lifetime. And if you don't make a huge lasting impact, well, yeah, that's going to naturally make people kind of like bummed out and not happy with what they're doing in life. Well, and that's where we get the my will versus God's will. Right. And that's why you have all these people unhappy trying to make whatever they want happen and throw little hissy fits when it doesn't. And it's like, hey, if you're ramming your head against a brick wall 15 times in a row trying to do this, maybe it's because that's not for you. Take a moment, turn around, do a quick, you know, 360, take a look at what's around you. There might be 87 open doors behind you showing you all these different avenues, but you just want to keep ramming your head into the brick wall over and over and over again. Well, if that makes you happy, some people enjoy pain. I don't know. You know, I can't help but go back to, you know, you, you talk about the um, kind of steeping yourself in negativity and, and the, the thoughts that you have and the, the way that you speak and the way that you think about yourself and, uh, you know, can't stand your job and you can't stand this and the kids are too loud and you don't like this. And, you know, um, just prior to that that nasty dream that I had, I had gone and had dinner with a friend of mine and her her conversation was cheerful but the topics that she talked about were extremely negative and that kind of sucked me into talking about some negative things from when I was married. And, you know, it was a weird dichotomy because looking back on the conversation, it was a pleasant conversation. We hadn't seen each other in a long time and, you know, we had a, had a good talk and, but literally after 20 minutes, everything that came out of either one of ours mouth was completely negative. Mm-hmm. And then I end up having that jacked up dream and the nasty little rolly critters and whatever the hell that was. And the interview that I had where the 
the shadow pops up behind my screen, um, you know, she was basically conveying to me about a time only eight months ago where she was being sexually assaulted by a spirit. You know, so again, a very negative, <laughs> very negative conversation. And, you know, then I see a shadow on the screen covering her up and she's seeing flashes of light on their screen in my area. And, you know, I, I realize that we, we take a risk, Tommy and myself doing what we're doing, you from your perspective of what you do and Emily, you know, your, your forte is more in the, in the paranormal investigation stuff. Um, we're all putting ourselves out there. Absolutely. And I don't know. It's it, you know, I, I would imagine that, you know, some people could listen to my show and maybe even Tommy's and say about us what you're saying about other people you know no okay and and here's what i want to bring up you, you thank you eric because you brought up a really really good point i do that a lot i know <laughs> it's almost like you got a job doing it you found your calling <laughs> i'm a professional <laughs> yes you are <laughs> um you know, there's this thing called toxic happiness. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase before. Emily's nodding her head, so indeed she has. Toxic happiness is when you're basically faking being happy, mm -hmm. to be happy for happy's sake, right? And then you just pretend there's no bad in the world and everything's great, like Goldilocks. No. Bad stuff happens, and it needs to be talked about, and that's how people heal and how people grow. There's shadow work. Shadow work is having to confront the deepest, darkest, ugliest parts of you, the parts of you that you hate, the parts of you that you wish didn't exist, and have to confront them and either say, you need to go, or how do I use you for good so that I don't keep tripping all over myself every time I try to walk, right? So there are times when you're going to have to have conversations about negative things, but what's the result of the conversation? Is it healing? Are you allowing someone to vent or to emotionally purge at the end? Are they having a realization at the end of it? Are they saying, I really need to just get that off my chest and just be seen and be heard by somebody else because they've never been able to tell anybody about this experience, which you guys get a lot. You know, a lot of, of the people that you're interviewing are, are people who have never told anyone else about this experience, or if they have, they've been told you're crazy or, you know, laughed at, or you're a crackpot. I mean, trust me, you know, I'm old enough to remember the days when if you believed in UFOs or aliens, you were considered, oh, grab the tinfoil, you know, here are the crazy one comes and all the, the nasty stuff that comes with that. I mean, we're, we're in a beautiful time where people are open. People are talking about their emotions and feelings now. And this isn't like just in therapy sessions. These are with each other. People are becoming emotionally competent and that's okay. 
So yes, there are going to be times, I mean, God, almost every time I'm, I'm out and with people, it's, it's, you know, let's sit over with JJ on the therapy couch corner. Right. But at the end, there's a healing, there's a purging, there's a venting, there's a being felt that I'm seen. Someone understands me. I've made a connection and maybe the connection is through pain, but we've made a connection. We both went through war together emotionally, and now we understand each other so much better. That's needed. It's when it's negative for negative sake. And they almost like you were saying, take joy in it. And they take pride in consistently staying in that negative stew until the misery loves company thing where everyone else is just depressed. I mean, if literally everyone who talks to you feels miserable afterwards, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've all, we all meet people like that, don't we? That just carry that negative energy with them. And some of them want to get rid of it. They just haven't met the right person to talk to or be friends with or have that conversation. But there are some that they like it. Like my mom always says, everyone gets their goodies, right? We don't do things unless we get a goodie from it. That's their goodie. Their goodie is staying in that negative circle. You know, paranormal stuff happens. Look at my entire life, right? Like, I mean, I do energy and entity clearing and cleaning. I do exorcisms. These aren't like the funnest of the fun times. But I try to bring the light and the joy because at the end of those sessions, when they are so rough and so ugly and so raw and things are happening that I never want to repeat again and people want to forget all of that experience, at the end, when you get to see someone when they're free, even if it's just free of the negative energy baggage, and they have that look of relief on their face, that's the joy for me. That's the win. That's the goodie that I get from it. When I see people who are waking up or people who have dealt with a spiritual attack and they got through it, Emily, I'm looking at you, babe. <laughs> you know, that's joyful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank you again for letting me be part of that experience with you. And yeah, well, and, and it's, I know you understand it. You know, I, there's not many people in my life currently that I can go and be like, yeah, you know, I experienced this and this and this and this. And then they're just like, okay, like, haha, she's weird. <laughs> you know, but I, I know that you, <laughs> I know that you understand it. So, and you're somebody that I trust, you know, and, and I do appreciate you like reaching out and one of the darkest moments that I've had in the most recent years. And I really appreciate that. So thank well, you. you. And I told you from the beginning, we had work to do. And yeah, I know. You know, I love all you guys. And this is why I always get choked up whenever I'm talking to any of you, because I really do for all of the people who've reached out to me. I love and adore all of you. I haven't had one negative experience yet. I, and, and there's been some rough ones, you know, I, I'm not always the bearer of great news, right? Sometimes I have to call people out on stuff that's rather uncomfortable to, to have to say, but you know, you asked me, I'm, I'm going to be truthful and I'm going to tell you. 
And when I tell you I'm your friend, when I tell you that I care, I do not say that lightly. I don't need to care, but I do. I care about random people on TV. I know we've all had this conversation, paranormal investigators who, you know, are calling stuff out and riling stuff up. I care about them. I don't know them, but I care about their well-being and their safety. I care about every single person out there right now who is suffering and who is living in a world of tumult and chaos within their own minds and hearts because they want to be stuck there. I care about them. Is there anything I can do about it? Not unless they put their hand out for help and they, they want to do something. It doesn't mean I don't care. And I think all of you care. You know, that's why I know all of us are on similar paths because we all have big hearts and we honestly do care. And there needs to be more of that in the world. People who actually really, really care. Yeah, you guys have podcasts. Obviously, you need people to listen to them, right? Like, that would be helpful. And, you know, if further down the road, you guys can get contracts and stuff based on that, and you guys can do what you absolutely love to do, awesome. I want that for you. I want all of that and more for you. You know what I want? I want Tommy's <laughs> beard. Isn't that, isn't that you beard it's, it's freaking amazing, dude. It's so. I wonder thick. if uh, it's so lush. <laughs> I, need a I wonder if deep. Tommy is a Manscaped product for his uh, for yeah. his beard. Yes, Tommy. That's what. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be in that. They're gonna be. Re- they're gonna release a new line of beard trimming products. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your beard's looking good, though, man. You're you're it's looking your, cool. Yours is phenomenal, dude. Uh, just, just <laughs> thick and lush, and you can just gets, put your fingers in there and get it grows lost so quick. <laughs> I try and keep it trim, and it just grows in about a week. It's just a mess again. It's insane. It's, it, took, it took me forty-three years to grow what I have. <laughs> Sorry, I had to add a little. Had, had a little I love it. A little bit of levity. I appreciate. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful beard, Tommy. It is. Thank you. Your salt and pepper is just delightful as well with the lighting that you have, darling. <laughs> I've worked hard on it. You know, you have, and it shows. It's a well manicured beard. Wow. <laughs> what more does a man need? <laughs> You guys, right. again, thank you so much for taking the time and doing this and getting the word out. Hopefully this will help. Even if it helps one person, it's worth it. Well, I was really hoping that we were going to be able to pipe this through to the uh, to the Discord and give uh, the people on the Discord a chance to listen to this live. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work, but we'll, we'll release these uh, tomorrow and... Uh, I appreciate it. We'll get it out there. Emily, you have anything you want to add? I don't think so. I mean, I just think like everything that I, that we had talked about has been covered. Uh, the main point being that recognition just needs to be happening 
you know, when these spiritual attacks happen to people, that's the quickest way to snap out of them, you know, figure out what you have to do to protect yourself and end it. And, um, it just seems like right now, like, like even with me, normally I can recognize when stuff is happening, but I was really questioning it this time. And it just seems like they're really focusing to like keep people blind to it. And, you know, that's, new to me (laughs) i've never really had like that that big of a push towards like okay we have to shield and we have to disguise it and make it seem like it's something else you know and and that's why i think it's happening through dreams and like i mean i keep having like these crazy dreams that and it's funny that tommy even said like that it was like replicating real life because i would wake up from what i thought was a dream but i'd be stuck in in another dream in my own home thinking it was real life, thinking I had something like holding my legs down, you know what I mean? Like, and that's not, I've never had that before. Like that's such a, a cliche, like movie thing, like where people like wake up and they're still in a dream and they wake up again and they're still in a dream. And like, that's all new. I've never had that. So it's interesting to see that so many other people are having similar experiences and people that I've never met. And I'm just like reading these experiences in the discord and I'm like, wow, like this is, this is crazy. Yeah, it is definitely off the charts from what I'm used to. (laughs) I mean, I've seen peaks and valleys and waves. And like I said, I've even seen, you know, clusters where it's happening in areas but not worldwide across the board, you know, similar for, for almost everyone. JJ, tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Uh, JJ Rose 777. It's on YouTube. That's where all my audios are. If you want, feel free to follow me on social media, both Facebook and Instagram. I really only post memes, but I'd love to have you there. I do have a TikTok. I don't do videos all that often on there, but feel free to uh, jump aboard and I'll post a meme or two. (laughs) Tommy, tell everybody about you. So let's get freaky podcasts. We're on all the podcast platforms pretty much. Uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of them at TC. Let's get freaky podcasts. Uh, yeah, we're on there all the time. So come say hello. <laughs> Make sure you guys go to their pages, give them likes, subscribes. They got great stuff. Um, JJ's JJ's stuff is it's the real deal, man. It is uh, if if you're looking to take baby steps into into learning how to protect yourself and and how to uh, accept some of the things that you may be experiencing that's the place to start can't recommend it enough tommy's got a great show go give him some love five star reviews because that's the way we do it Um, thank you sir emily love seeing you kid it's been great having you on here I, I can't help but kind of feel that this is uh, uh, there's some there's some chemistry here on the uh, on the whole roundtable discussion type thing that maybe this is something we might need to see a little bit more of. Absolutely, I definitely agree. I've been wanting you to do this for so long, you know, and it's it's great that it's finally happening, you know, and 
it's awesome. And of course, we can think, thank JJ for this time. You know, she's the one who, who brought us all together. <laughs> yeah, true. Spirit Very true. <laughs> but seriously, to all of you, thank you again so incredibly much because this was planned in in 12 hours and we're on four different time zones and all of you to take your Friday night and to do this on a moment's notice. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. You're welcome. We love you. We love you guys. I think that's it for Tommy Cullum at the let's get freaky podcast for JJ Rose seven, seven, seven. And for Emily Holquin, who is probably going to end up being uh, a regular at these discussions in the future. I'm Eric Salagi. This is Uncomfortable and the Let's Get Freaky. We're calling it the Let's Get Freaky Uncomfortable podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.